because there is a lot of information in the first 94 pages. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, some podcasts I listen to try to do like a plot in 60 seconds or a, a, you know ex- expositional challenge, like where you try to like just summarize. But I, and I, I think that's me, not possible. Why does that make me anxious? That makes you anxious because <laughs> that makes you anxious because in the first 94 pages, I was just count, counting this up. We meet if we count all of the incandenses mm-hmm. as one. Yes. Oh, okay. If we count that, Hal, Orin, and Mario, who each get their own segments, but let's I forgot about Mario. Right. Let's <laughs> let's put them all in a uh, let's put them all in a bucket. We get nine different stories. Wow. In the first ninety-four pages, feels like it. We meet nine different sets of characters mm-hmm. with very little overlap so we're not doing the fast summary i don't think we could oh okay because we would have to do nine different summaries right okay so how do we do it start talking i guess i have lots to say awesome i can't wait go for it well like before we even get to the story i hit a wall because i was reading it very tired and then i got to that one footnote where i don't know what you call that one a footnote goes to another footnote. What is footnote? that called when a footnote goes forward to another footnote? Well. So I had to like, it was like a little puzzle the first time I hit it, hit one of those. So you hit one where it sort of teaches you or something. Like you hit one and it says, yeah, just like you hit footnote 12 and it says 47 sub. And you're like, what does that? that mean? And then you I looked forward to footnote 47 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you would think it would work the other way. You would think you would put the bulk of the note the first time the reader hits it, and then later you would say, refer back to footnote six. Okay. Right? So. Just organizationally. <laughs> okay. So I hit that wall. Yes. And was just like, and so I got to thinking about what my experience was like and all the end notes i was like what does it matter like do the does this add to my reading experience so i googled end notes in fiction because i have i don't know anything about it of course they bring up this and one of the things they, they quoted him on there saying that he wanted it to be part of your experience to go back and forth so, like, the actual experience of, like, back and forth, back and forth, because that's what the story is like. My other thing, my other idea, short tangent, this is my app idea. Okay. Million dollar idea. Million dollars. Million dollars. As you're reading Infinite Jest, and you hit a wall, there's an app that gives you encouragement. And so, like, it could tailor it to, like, where you are in the text, and it'd be like, you're just getting started, you know? That's my idea. All right. Well, I have no idea of this, but like, hopefully, says like, this pays off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be. That's so, my other thing. We've met so many characters. I am gonna be. If we, if this is, I mean, the book's a thousand pages. So if in the first hundred we inter- we meet ten different casts of characters, and they start to interrelate and they start to come back, that'll be one thing. None of if these people, if we meet, if in the next hundred pages we meet another ten, yeah, then I'm gonna be like, oh no, be like, fuck <laughs> you, DFW. 
So we'll see. So hopefully the app says, keep going. This story is really interesting sooner or later. Because I was like not trusting him. I wasn't trusting the writer. I was just like, I don't know if this is going to pay off. And you kind of have to take that leap. And I think I hit a wall. I'll say jump in here. I hit my wall that very first story where you meet Hal in Condensa. Really? Where he's in the office. It wasn't as bad this time, but I definitely had a visceral reaction the very first time I read it where it felt very grotesque in a way of like the whole how it was written where maybe this just maybe this was very effective of like portraying social anxiety or something but the way everyone else was talking over him and then the incident where he's 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 saying something but everyone else is reacting to it but they're reacting to it with so over the top of like Oh, it was so disturbing, the way his arms moved and the sounds that came out of his mouth, the squawks. Oh, it was... And I'm like, it's one thing to have someone have a seizure or something. So I still don't know what happened in that moment. Did he have a seizure, you know, and and he thought he was saying all these things? It didn't seem like it. What would a neutral observer say happened in that moment? I thought in the beginning, I thought he was high. And so, like, his, like, all his weird little things up until that point, I was like, is this dude high? Like, he's acting like he's high. Okay. So, he did, we do learn later he smokes. So. I don't know. I don't know. So, maybe, but just the, everyone's reactions to it felt so over the top that I was like, ugh, this was. It makes you tired. You're just like, Yeah, like, you can react to someone having a seizure and it doesn't have to be a otherworldly experience. I guess. It's like you just have to trust that he's doing everything on purpose. He wants to make you feel that way, right? I guess, yeah. Well, because it was like that section, you know, it's so dense with all these big words and like everybody is pretentious and it really does set a tone because it changes. He changes. Some parts are much easier to read. So, yeah, is that a thing? Like when you cram a bunch of big words and... (laughs) It's called pretentious writing. This. In, in my, Do you know this word? Oh, you good. You have a words page. Sesquipedalian, which is the love of using very long words. Yeah, learned that. I was like, what's this called? This is annoying. There must be a word. At least a German word, you know? Yeah. I, that word came up very recently again in a comedy routine I heard from the Maximum Fun podcast. Really? Yes. Who was saying that? Uh, I should know. It was on the bonus feed. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about the walls we hit and then we pushed back past them. Big words. Big words. We talked last week about that he sometimes makes up words. Oh, yeah. He uses long words, but then he also sometimes makes up words. Yes. Did you have a favorite word? What's your favorite word that turned out to be real that you had to look up? And what's your favorite word that you... T- or? most interesting word that you discovered was not a real word was a wallacism well i didn't do my homework i, well, I didn't assign you i didn't want to assign you homework uh, but then i just wanted to do a pop i was gonna write down words that i thought were interesting but i just didn't have time well my favorite uh wallacism was howling fantods oh. on page 45 since that's the title, name of our podcast the howling fan pod which i didn't know i didn't know what the name was but he says maternal fantods at another part, and I was like, that's mine. I would wear that on a t-shirt. Maternal fantods? Yes. Do you get the maternal fantods? Yes. I wanted to, like, call out the ones that were made up. 
hypophlangeal. It's not necessarily a made-up word. Maybe just, like, you can stick words together that may not, no one has ever done before, but it just means, you know, a word can exist and you stick un in front of yep. it, and now it's the opposite of that. Hy- uh, uh, hypophlangeal is missing fingers. Yeah, because I looked that up, too, and it is a word, but someone cited that it was a made-up word that he made up, like, on a web page, but I found it. Oh, okay. Well, so maybe that well, so I guess that counts as both. That's my real word. I did do the, like, in some of those, these, like, very long paragraphs, you, like, read it, and, like, in one sentence, I'm like, oh, Michael Pomalis talks drugs to young students. That was this. I was like, all right, next. Next. Did you, the chapter headings are years. Yes. But they are years in a made-up name time. Sponsored universe. Sponsored time where most of our action takes place, it appears, in the year of the Depend Adult Undergarment, which is uh, sort of now in this book. Yeah. I would usually approach this sort of thing as a puzzle. I read a lot of middle grade fiction that are puzzle books, okay. you know, where there's a mystery or something. I've read a couple adult books that are the same, but middle grade puzzle books. Where there's like codes in the book, or maybe then maybe the chapter headings are in Morse code or something. Oh, okay. and, you know, something that you feel really clever for figuring out the, the a little the encoded Easter egg for you. Yeah. Um, normally, I would do that. I would start trying to keep track of because like the filmography lets you sort of start to puzzle together. The filmography is in chronological order, so filmography reference in a footnote, the six-page footnote. <laughs> um, end note, I guess, technically. They're, they're at the end of the book. But I resisted that, uh, I guess, was my second thought. My first thought was I should start trying to translate these into years, figure out when the transition from oh, sponsor time. you were, like, serious. Or, like... Just, or, or arbitrarily say. Say it happened, and you know, he wrote this book in... Um, the 90s, let's say it was 2000, you know, that he's, he's setting it in a near future. Yeah. It's 2000 was the first sponsored time year. Start trying to do that. I'm sure, this, I could, I'm sure I could Google this easily if someone has done this work. Yeah. But I decided, no, I'm going to experience this, move through the book without trying to do math, as I'm already flipping to the back yeah. every, every couple pages to read an end note. I'm not going to do math. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll get to something where it'll where he'll give me a b- bigger signpost or something. Well, see, my thought was I'm going to need all my focus on the text. This you can disregard. I'll give myself that pass. But you do kind of wonder because some of them have dates and some of them are just a year. I did notice that that some are are like there's year of the depend adult undergarment, August fifth. Year of the adult, yep. uh, year of dependent adult undergarment. That's hard to say. Long to say. When was fall? Uh, yeah. Year of the dependent adult undergarment. So, yeah. are there any that are undated? I, I didn't so. notice. No, yeah. I think they all. Yeah, they all have. What you reminded me of was, at one point, I got really annoyed with all the acronyms. Oh. And I was just like, Jesus, like another acronym (laughs) and then I googled like someone had asked like is there a guide to these because I can't I don't remember you know and I couldn't find one I feel like some of them are teasers that you're going to learn later there's there's one very definitely where a 
a year is mentioned by its initials before you would have learned about sponsored time. And then later you learn about sponsor time, and then later than that, that year I think is a, you learn the full name for it. So like, you know, early it's y dot p dot t or something, and then later you learn about sponsor time, and then later it's the year of the potty training or whatever it is. Right. You should figure out what it was. But AFA. What's AFA? Another fucking acronym. Uh, <laughs> There was one, speaking of the end notes and of acronyms, I did notice a, like a paragraph where early in the paragraph, an acronym was introduced and it had an f- end note. So I flipped there and I learned that it was like the strategic response command or something. And then I flipped back and then two sentences later, he used the introduced acronym and, an, and said, and another acronym, which did not get an end note. So he's hanging us out to dry. He's teaching us that he's going to guide us through these That's acronyms. That's careful reading. Well, I was annoyed by it because I was like, what does this mean? You just taught me what an acronym meant. You introduced it, but taught me what it, what the yeah. context was. And now, two sentences later, you're giving me another acronym with no hint and no, and no way to find out. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't even, I just assumed that they had all been explained. I just missed, sorry, I just missed them, you know? Well, I think some haven't been explained. Well, that, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you, Mr. Wallace. Right? Yeah. People love this book. People love this book. Love it. Maybe by the end, there has to be an element for some people of just, and I think, did you read the, the, does your edition have the, um, I did not read it. Dave Eggers forwarding? No. He talks about, I mean, it's a, he talks about that it's a marathon and if nothing else, by the time you're done, you did that thing. I would like to point out that Fuzzy has completed an Ironman. I have, but and I've run several marathons, but they're I do not enjoy running marathons. <laughs> I guess that's, I enjoy having done marathons, but I that's do why you're not reading enjoy this book, man. doing marathons. You like to punish yourself. Yes, and then say, "Look at that thing I did." <laughs> Thanks for coming along, Kate. Okay. Oh, I just said the day that he talked about, and and he lays out some reasons people enjoy this book of careful reading it that it demands your attention. He did say a good David in the intro said something about like it's not a book you can read on the read in a noisy coffee shop. Yeah, you cannot read it around a toddler Mm. talking while he plays. This is a hypothetical example. Just theory. I have. Oh, uh, I don't think I would have read this without the internet. Oh, with being able to look things up? Mm-hmm. That would have been just way too much for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Trying to mostly stay, like you said about just staying in the in the flow of it, I'm trying to power through on context and get into a flow. Maybe this isn't what you were saying, but when I, and, and to not stop and look things up so much yeah i alternate like i go i'm in the flow i'll look up these up later but sometimes i really enjoy just digging into a word and learning oh the two things the two stories that interest me the most are house and what they're all watching right i mean i think i have a spoiler do you want a spoiler i don't know how big of it spoiler is it then no i won't tell you any spoilers why would you tell me a spoiler just that i i don't have a it's not a i don't know we'll find out soon enough how, <laughs> hopefully it's in like the next chapter 
anyway. You find out what it is? Well, don't tell me. I won't Do t- not tell I'll me. stop. I'll just stop talking about no spoilers. This is a no spoiler yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, come on. Okay, don't spoil anything for us. So that's, yeah, a few of the stories are ex- kind of explicitly tied into that, but others are not. We've met a marijuana addict, a suicidal marijuana addict. Wait, who's that? The girl? No. The girl. The girl. The suicide. Kate? Kate Gompert. Okay. Or at least she mentions she used to smoke a lot of yeah. marijuana. These things. We have the long extended description of the man waiting for marijuana. Yeah. Ugh. That was unpleasant. Why um, do you have to clean your blinds? He talks about cleaning his blinds a lot. I mean, you probably should clean your blinds. Who you know? cleans their blinds? Oh, I don't. But one should. <laughs> that guy, who we don't know his name. Yeah. We have a thief. I accidentally killed somebody. Well, that's where the stories start to come together. Mm. That guy who that got guy. killed. Hal's mom is sleeping with the guy who got killed. It's or the I wheelchair or... assassins are talking about it. Oh, okay. I didn't. I must have missed a name then. I know that I'm the wheelchair. Pretty wheel... sure. No, 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 no. I definitely remember a passage where the wheelchair assassins are talking about about Hal's mother. I definitely know yes. where that's mentioned because Hal's father evidently made the thing that everyone is, is freaking watching. out about. Yeah, the entertainment is what it's the entertainment. So, I but I, mi- I must it. have missed the connection again. I think they say his met, name because we've because we've met so many characters in so many stories. Yeah, I'm mo- I totally missed that. Well, we'll have to check and make sure. <laughs> Not super confident. Oh, and then there's this tiny man going to rehab yes <laughs> tiny evil <laughs> who else and clinette that is the passage that is written in dialect and oh oh I wait oh my gosh it's like a dream kind of coming back to me all fuzzy like everything is what happened in that page 37 37 it's early year of the trial size dove bar okay so it didn't happen now that sounds good it happened sometime in the past or the future from the, the now what happens is it's about some teenagers question mark who discover that one of their friend or half sibling i'd have to read it again to, to really parse it out but has been being beaten by her mother because her stepfather or you know boyfriend of the mother right is uh uh is if not abusing you know like pre-abusing her like making near her and the mother is upset about that and has been beating this teenager but it is written in as though it were sort of urban black language how we feel about that i don't like it yeah. it makes me uncomfortable yeah david foster wallace was not a black man yeah and like what um, like what are the does that mean that white writers just can't write no the, i do, i mean i don't fault you know no it doesn't mean you can't write of well for, first of all about other people but I do think that the that writing in dialect has to be done really well for it not to be try to step through a bunch of words, but but not be offensive, not be patronizing, not be. Do you think this is offensive? It's on a line for me. Because um, it seems like. What do you think about it? I guess I thought that it's the the person speaking 
is like uh, low. I can't get the words out. Uneducated or no, or like uh, young, learning disabled. Oh, okay. Like the way they speak is very childlike, but it doesn't sound like a child. It doesn't sound like a child is speaking. Does that make sense? Okay. Like to me. Yeah, that's. I guess this is part of the whole like it has to be done well. Of like you need to know what's going on. That I'm re- I'm hearing it as a poorly done ebonics sort of a thing you know i guess um, i thought it was on purpose on purpose but that it's that the purpose is that the the person who's saying this is learning disabled maybe no i don't know but are, like how old are they supposed to be <sighs> some sort of that's why i always said teenagers with a question mark um i mean old enough old enough that that reginald is ups, is upset that wardeen has not slept with him which the narrator as you say the narrator says like lay down with him the way all the other boys girls lay down with them so i guess that could speak to the narrator of that section the first first person narrator not understanding what sex is and being learning disabled or something. I very much read it as an attempt to do urban black. I would love to know great examples of white people well, well written. Well, just in general, even I mean, a white well, people writing other white people dialects and not having it come across as demeaning you know, or yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be people that do that well. I think the big difference that makes it seem condescending is when in our own heads. No one thinks they have an accent, right? We have this, in English, we have this written language that we share with a lot of different people around the world who speak that language in different dialects. But they all, we all look at the same, all literate people look at the same word, the, the same, and know the meaning of it, even if they might pronounce it differently. So in our own heads, we all speak perfect, unaccented English because we don't think we have an accent. Everybody else has an accent. That's a thing that everybody thinks. So when you write first person narration and it's in a dialect, you are imposing on, the writer is imposing on this other person an accent in their own head. So you're looking into their head from your perspective. Okay. Whereas first person should be from the perspective of the person who's having those thoughts. I might be a little bit confused right now, but I don't need it clarified. It's fine. <laughs> it's a. It sounds like a good argument. Oh, yeah. that's so condescending. <laughs> no, I'm. Well, so, well I'm, in my no, head, no. in my head, I have good thoughts. <laughs> I, I did not. I meant that sincerely. I was not. Wording. Have yeah, you made it through all the list of characters yet? Um, I don't think so. Tiny, and then uh, Marath. The or how do you say that? Do you? I can't. I am te- my French pronunciation is terrible. Marathi. Oh, I no. the the wheelchair assassin. Yeah, and no. steeply who steeply. is in drag, right? Bad drag. Bad drag. <laughs> I think that's everybody. Oh, and the medical attaché who's watching the entertainment. Yeah. I'll say as well, and I, I'll, come, I'll come around to something positive. But the <laughs> the bad drag is there's something to me that's always rubbed... I've already been on a rant about dialects. (laughs) Now, there's always been this... I've read a number of books, and I'll have trouble pointing at another one, but I know I've encountered this thing before, where there's an attempt to illustrate something being ridiculous by really describing a, a scene that I think if we saw in a movie or something, we would think of as very broad comedy. 
So the notion of a spy standing around in bad drag, if we actually, if we saw that, I would think that that would be, you know, overacting, overdone. It's a, you know, sort of, um, sort of dumb and dumber level comedy, not super clever. But I encounter it most in books like this that are trying to be super clever. Really? Yeah, I feel like. Or it's a thing that has stood out to me in books that are obviously, I think, trying to be super clever, that are held up as literary books. These things of these these scenes where someone's fake mustache is slipping off and, and you know, that, that I visualize that as yeah. you do and don't think of it as a comment on the scene, but of the, think of it as over overdone. So you don't think it's deliberate? It's the same thing that we were talking about before. I think it's deliberate, but I guess I think I guess it lands on me differently than perhaps the intention. And what's the intention? Well, I don't I don't know. Cause all <laughs> I know is what's landing on me. I, the reader, and he you... didn't he didn't tell me anything except what he left in the book, and that's how I'm reading it. How did you, how did that strike you? Am I crazy pants? Am I overreacting? Was I just tired at the end of 94 pages? <laughs> Getting cranky. <laughs> you needed your little encouragement. I guess it didn't, I didn't have a strong reaction to it. Okay. I thought it was odd, but I didn't have any other like deep thoughts about it. Should I have? No. Just because I'm mad about something. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a real mood today. We should definitely have, as we were talking about this being a marathon, we should have, I'm going to make this up, Oh, and the the reading the reading schedule is twenty six segments. We're doing it in thirteen weeks, but the infinite summer. Because uh, is it half weeks? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's twenty six half weeks. So that's that's a marathon. I wonder if they did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, could go read their site again and find out. We should have mile markers. That's what I'm going to call them. Which is to say, what's we get a sub- prize. Oh, we should get, we should get a prize. <laughs> we should get that. We should get that pie after this. Um, no, uh, what's something that kept you going? What's something you actually liked in the book? In this week's reading, in the book. <laughs> you could also tell me something that you enjoyed in life, because you're my friend, and I would love to hear what's how your life is you going. going lately? <laughs> uh, in the book, yeah, in the book, Kate. Uh, I, I said before I was Hal's story. I'm just interested in okay. what's happening with him and and the and the entertainment. Okay. What about you? I actually enjoyed the filmography. Oh yeah. Yes. There, uh, there were a couple of good jokes in there that I was like, "All right, you got me." That was a funny joke. The name of that, whatever the the name of a particular film or the description of of some of the films. Uh, there was there were like three or four films that were described as you know um, parody remakes of somebody else's film, and then there was a film called, or there was a footnote within the footnote or something that was that was called like. Um, can can this man ever create a non-derivative film? Um, was it? <laughs> like, all right, that's, that's a good joke. That was one of the footnotes that I was tempted to kind of skim, but then ended up enjoying reading through it. Oh, we should mention now that I've just mentioned something positive. We both hit one of those forward-looking footnotes. Yeah. That leads to a, a like a six-page short story, and we both decided to wait. Until we get to the second, to the actual end note appears. I felt like I sat down and crossed my arms and was like, nope, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. Put foot down, <laughs> you're not going to take it. 
Not today. Is there anything else in your notes? The first mention of the title in the footnotes. Oh, yes. The title is mentioned in the footnotes as a film that... What's the father's name? I don't, I don't know. It's Mr. Incandenza. I can't remember what his first name is. But that he is a film that he has tried to make several times. And each one is mentioned as unreleased. And so then there's Infinite Jest, Infinite Jest 2, Infinite Jest 3. Yep. So for next week, we're going to read to page 168. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here's a note. Hal's talking about who knows he gets stoned. Who knows he smokes? Who cares? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Okay. All right. We'll see everybody next week. All Um, our fans. All of our fans. Don't at him. I've almost really... I've almost... So this is like the pre-taped college show or whatever. I've almost released the first episode. Oh. Our last... Recorded last week. So at some point, people will have to catch up, which is probably intimidating, but they can send us... (laughs) Questions. Anyway, I did pick. I have set up the website. Okay. Uh, terrible photos of people I love. Uh, dot com. Uh, you can well send, with it. send an email to uh, <laughs> fanpod at terrible photos of people I love. If you have uh, questions or comments, I can't even remember that. At me. Um, I'm gonna at you. It's too long. I can't remember it. Is that Twitter? I haven't set up a Twitter yet. No, is at you a Twitter thing? Yeah, at you is a Twitter thing. I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> Sounds super awkward. Hey, kids, I'm part of your youth culture. Don't at me. <laughs> I want all the ads. You can. Oh add yeah, add Kate all the time. Do you have a Twitter? I'll collect them. Uh, if I do, it's not like I don't remember the password, and so like that's okay. enough to like deter Find me. Find Kate and add her. Her password. Let Kate know her password. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So terrible pictures of photos oh terrible photos of people we love people i love at people i love you'll never you'll never find our podcast you gotta give me an acronym you'll have to (laughs) (laughs) well it's very simple Uh, it's at t-p-o-p-i-l.com I don't actually own that domain name, though. So it's terrible (laughs) photos of people i love that'll be mine Uh, it'll be on apple podcasts Will it be on Howling Fan? The name of the podcast will be Howling Fan Pod. That's not already yet. Did we talk about this? Uh, nobody else has it. No as far as I can tell, it. unless next week I'm telling you, oops, turns out somebody has <laughs> it. Okay. And can I get it on Spotify? I, I, I don't know how Spotify works. I, don't, I pay for Spotify, <laughs> and I don't know how it works. <laughs> okay. Maybe? Okay. We're not going to be a Spotify ex- exclusive. We don't have a Patreon. No mattresses want us to sell them. Nope. 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 So... Good luck. Okay.